got to jump all the way in this pool. See, some of y'all are standing here right now, just like, hopefully, this crazy faith thing, ooh, it's cold over there. But I'm telling you, even as we're coming up on this end of the year offering next week, some of y'all, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you, and it's not going to make sense, and you not going to know what, how it's going to do, but you say, I can't fake this. I can't fake like this is. Some of y'all going to say, cannonball! And I'll see. See, see, y'all got scared because crazy faith may look very dangerous to somebody else. Crazy faith, my security team, just sit down, Scott. You're all right, brother. You're all right. Crazy faith may be something that somebody else is not willing to jump in. But for you to see the things that God has planned for you, the things that God planned for you before you were even born, you're going to have to not fake this faith another day. I'm coming to challenge you. I'm really coming to expose you. Because some of y'all have hid behind religion for 30 years and you're in the same place you've always been. You're still the same amount of insecure. <laughs> oh, come on. This is your fourth church, but you was this insecure at the last church. Well, they don't see me. They don't know my gifts. No, 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 no. What, what you got to realize is that God is trying to build faith in you. That doesn't matter if anybody sees you because God sees me. Oh, come on. It doesn't matter if nobody gives me a platform. My platform will be wherever God places me. If it's in the parking lot, if it's behind the desk. I have real faith. And this is what Skiba sons didn't have. They had borrowed faith. And Hades does not recognize faith of a mimic. But it cannot deny the faith of the mature. Pastor Mike, why are you talking like this? Because I want your faith to grow beyond baby faith. Week two of this series was baby faith. And I want you to realize that's where all of us start. Faith as the size of a mustard seed. But if we're going to stay at baby faith for our entire Christian life, that means somewhere along the way, we stop believing God for more. And today I want to challenge you to believe God for more. That man said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, come out. And, and this, is, this is really sad for the, the son of Sceva, or Sceva's sons, because they day that started in faith is about to get real bad for them. The demon looks at him and is like, hold on, player, um, what you say? In the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, come out. He said, that's what I thought you said. Uh, he said, bro, Jesus I know. Paul, a faith-filled believer I know. But bro, you ain't never done anything in faith that lets me know who you are. So I'm not just going to walk away. I'm about to beat you up. <laughs> and isn't this what the enemy does? Look at it in verse 16. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them. Not just one of them, all seven of them got their A.B. They got, he opened up a can, Stone Cold Steve Austin on him. And, and I used to watch wrestling, pray for me. I'm still getting delivered. Progression, not perfection. He opened up a can and he beat all seven of them up. And look what it says their condition was. 
He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Now, what if the house represented God's house? And, and what if our faith, we put it out there, but we didn't really have a real relationship with God and our faith didn't mature. And so we said something in crazy faith and the enemy said, you don't got no power. You don't got no authority. You was just out here bowing the faith of Pastor Mike and him. So I'm about to show you don't ever believe again. I'm about to show you don't ever pray in faith again. I'm about to show you that God can't heal. And he beats us up in our minds, in our emotions, in our finances, to the point where we're left running from the house of God. I don't want to be a part of no church no more. That's for a bunch of fanatics. I don't even care about that stuff no more. God ain't come through for me. If you want to see me, he can see me right here. He know where I'm at. Y'all know how we get so gangster, like after we get disappointed, it was like, he seen me, he seen me. But the real truth about it is we're hurt. We're naked, which naked is another word for vulnerable. And that's why so many of us get in bad relationships because after the enemy beats us up, he throws us out there vulnerable and then Jerome look good. And maybe he can love me like God didn't. They wasn't ready for me to come back. Maybe, maybe this job can provide for me like God wouldn't. Maybe if I get enough degrees, then I'll be accepted. Because God doesn't accept me. And so we're left outside of the house of God, vulnerable. And then it says they're bleeding. That means there's wounds open. And that's why if you're in that position in this room right now, let me stop and just take a second and say thank you coming into the hospital for humanity yeah I don't care who you were with last night somebody needs to hear this I don't care how much depression you've been in this is the place where God over time begins to bandage up your wounds and lets you know that what happened to you is not who you are it's just what happened to you and he's the one that is a restorer he can make what was bad and he can turn it into something good she felt that and somebody else needs to thank God in this room that he is the great physician. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Take five seconds and give God praise that you're not where you used to be. That his love and his grace is extended to you now. You got three seconds. Give God a shout of praise for his grace. Hallelujah. And the saddest truth that much of the body of Christ is left with this dichotomy of having crazy faith and then trying to figure out why their faith is failing. Like, why is my faith failing? I wrote it down last year and I don't feel like I even want to write it down again. 2017, it's going to be my year. 2018, it was supposed to be my year. 2019, it's going to be a heightening. You know how we try to rhyme all the... 2020. It's going to be plenty. <laughs> Write it down, but if you don't have faith to believe it, your faith will fail. So I want to give you the progression that I believe will help you see where you're at and 
then be able to crack the code, give you the key to moving in this journey so your faith can mature so that hell will recognize your faith. I'm not talking about your family's faith. I'm talking about your faith. Do you know the faith of one woman could save, according to the Bible, the entire household? That if your husband is out in the streets unbelieving, y'all don't read y'all Bible, that the faith of one woman who will get on her knees and say, as for me in my house, y'all don't hear me, you can save your whole family. It's going to take you moving past this weak, fraud faith. And so what you got to do is walk in the faith that God has given you. Let me break it down for you because some of you need to see the progression of the believer. And I don't ever want you to forget this picture in your life, okay? So this is where everybody starts right here. They start at point one. Oh, Jesus, be a fence. They start at acceptance. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. He forgave me of my sins. I'm no longer going to hell. I have eternal life. Glory to Dios! It's the only Spanish I know. And this is where most believers spend their entire Christian life. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. I can cuss you out on the weekends, but I am accepted. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. <laughs> I'm going to sin, sleep with him, and then come back. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. Hey, hey. I'm accepted. Uh, it was just one night on my birthday, and I did it all day. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. I can be greedy, not take care of my wife, and I done lost it. But I'm accepted. And what people do is they dance around the beginning version of God's plan for you. I'm accepted. So I'm not going to progress. I'm never going to take the challenge to give. I'm never going to serve anybody because I'm not going to hell. So we camp out at accepted. And God was like, yeah, uh, I need you to go tell other people they accepted. I need you to serve other people so they could know they're accepted. I need, I actually needed the gifts I gave you that you've been trying to use for the world. I need them to be submitted to you, to me, because if you seek first the kingdom and right standing, he said, all that other stuff, I'm going to use you in the world too, but I need to know I have your heart, but you won't move past just being accepted by me. Dang. What, what a what a waste of purpose. Like the whole reason I sent Jesus was to let everybody know in the world that they were accepted. But you don't want to progress past acceptance. You want to stay here. But if you want to get everything that God has called you to do and be in this earth, if you want to get it out of you, you got to progress to the next level of this believing life. And when you accept Jesus, you get, everybody say it with me, access. What do you get access to? You get access to the greatest thing man has ever been given. His name is the Holy Spirit. Now you missed it. 
I'm not talking about something that's spooky or scary. I'm talking about the advocate, the one that comes alongside of you to help. The paraclete, you may know him as this voice deep down inside told me. His name is the Holy Spirit. And when you're about to go right and he says, uh-uh, go left, that's the Holy Spirit. And when you are about to date them and they said, uh-uh, that's the best thing you never had. That is the Holy Spirit. The problem is, most believers never progress past having access. Because when you believe, something on the inside of you begins to come alive and you have access to the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to do anything except allow him to lead. You missed it. And what happens is, I would rather not have anybody else tell me what to do. So I'll just stay in. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. I, I, I do what I want. Don't care. And I'm going to take everybody's hair. I, I'm accepted. Some of y'all got 24-inch weave right now. That's somebody else's hair. She was like, oh, my God. But I'm challenging you to move past just being accepted by God to walking in the access of the power of the Holy Spirit. See, ah, Jesus, help me teach this to your people. See, the disciples didn't understand that Jesus was like, yo, 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 y'all gotta let me go. Y'all gotta let me go because if I go, you're gonna get an advantage that I can't give you with me being here. And they was like, there's nobody greater than you, Jesus. There's nobody greater than you, Lord. You were the one. And he was like, shut up. Look at it, John 16, 7. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate or the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send them to you. And somebody in this room is like, okay, so what's so exciting about the Holy Spirit? Go down to verse 13. It's is Jesus talking again. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He'll tell you what's right. He'll be the one and say, you need to go ahead and work on that presentation for your own business because I'm about to shut this whole thing down in six months. You need to go ahead and start working. Y'all don't hear me in this place. The Holy Spirit will say, that college that is available for you to go to, I want you to go to the other one that seems inconvenient to go to because that's where your husband is. He's the, y'all don't hear me. That's the Holy Spirit who will lead and guide you into all. Everybody say truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he's heard Jesus and God talking about for you. The Holy Spirit is an eavesdropper on God and Jesus. Get a picture. Stay right here. What, God? You want to give Michael the Spirit Bank Event Center? Well, he only has 350 people in the church on the north side of Tulsa. But you want to do it. You want to do it in his fourth year of ministry? And you want to have it paid off within seven months of them getting it? Oh, I got to tell Michael. I got to go tell Hey, Mike, wake up. Wake up. Psst. Psst. You thought it was just you woke up early because 
you got a full night's sleep, but it was the Holy Spirit trying to give you access uh, to something that was here. And March, March 9th, 2015, the Holy Spirit said, Psst, I want to tell you about things to come. Go to your daughter's room and get your computer and sit by her crib and write this down. Now what? That don't make sense. I'm just glad to be saved. I'm just glad tonight, after all this stuff I did, I just didn't want to go to hell. Thank you, Lord. But he said, I didn't come that you just wouldn't go to hell. He said, I came that you would live a victorious Christian life. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I said, you were supposed to be the light of the world. You should be a city on a hill. I want the whole world to know that you belong to me. So I got to give you an advantage. I got to give you access. What does it say? He will tell you about the future. And the Holy Spirit in that room at 729 a.m. in the morning gave me a glimpse of the future when there was nothing that qualified us to be in this building. And when I had that glimpse of the future, oh my God, I feel the presence of God. Now I had a decision to make. Because some of y'all are filled with the Holy Spirit and you've accepted him. And now you have access to the word of God and him speaking to you. But you never move to the next level of our faith journey. And this is the big one. You never have any action. Guess what the Lord told me? It don't matter. You're not going to do it. Guess what he showed me? It really doesn't matter. Because... Because so many of us, God has shown us our future and then we start looking at our past. God shows us, gives us a glimpse of what he's doing and it stops us from taking everybody, say action. What would have happened if the Holy Spirit said the Spirit Bank Event Center is going to be Transformation Church and I would have been like, that's cool and rolled over. We would still be at 1519 West Pine right now thinking we were doing God's greatest for us. It is a scary thought to think that God has something way bigger for you that you're not experiencing right now because you wouldn't move your access into action. Ooh, I just said a mouthful. What would happen if you realized that the life you're living and you talking about this is my best life was really the mediocre version of what God called you to live? But you wouldn't take your access to the Holy Spirit into a real action. Some of y'all just need to write it down. You need to open the bank account. Next week, we're going to have an opportunity to give. You need to take whatever God says to you, whatever the Holy Spirit says, that's what he's going to say. Give 100, give 200, give 2 million. See, it's not about amounts. It's about obedience. I need everybody to get this. When the Holy Spirit says something, it's code for an opportunity to obey. And most of us will live most of our Christian life this way. We'll get accepted. We'll hear from the Holy Spirit, but we'll never actually take action. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to encourage everybody. I don't care how crazy it seems to anybody else. I don't care if nobody claps for you or co-signs you. I don't care if all of your family think that you're a complete nut. They thought it about Moses. When he started building that ark, they, they, there he goes. He's crazy. He's moving on the access that God gave him 
and he's moving into action. And this don't make no darn sense. And everybody thought he was crazy until. I'm trying to figure out what would happen if we could be a church that lived okay in the tension of until. What if we're going to believe until God does something? What if we'll give and maybe we don't see the full fruition of what we do, but we're going to use our action until God moves. And this is what happened for every great man and woman in the Bible. And this is what's going to happen for me in my house. And this is what's going to happen for you in your house, that we will not just be accepted by God, but we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit that we've been given access to. And we're going to move into, somebody shout this word at me, action. Say it one more time. And the reason why God wants you to move into action is because of this one right here. I love it right here. See, the whole reason he wants you to get in action is because he came so that you could have authority. See, this is what happened to Paul on the Damascus road. He accepted what God had done for him. And then he went blind for a season and God sent Ananias to his house. And, and when he prayed for him in Acts 9, he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He recognized the Holy Spirit's work in his life. And the Bible says that he got something to eat. He took a nap and he immediately got up and went into action. And once he went into action, people was like, hold on. Is that Paul that used to kill Christians now casting out devils? Is that Paul that used to be addicted to that now he's putting people on fire? Paul began to be known for his authority. That's why these Sceva sons was trying to act like Paul, but they had no authority because they did not accept what God has done. They didn't get instructions from the access to the Holy Spirit. They were moving on their own actions and not the actions God told them to. So they tried to walk in authority and they got beat the hell up. Oh, y'all don't want me to be real? Because I can see life all over you. And I made a decision that we would not lead a weak church. That I couldn't do this for the next 10, 15, 20 years and watch people get punked and they've already been given the authority by God to conquer everything that will come their way. I need to prove it to you because some of y'all need to see this. I need you to write this down. This is a long statement, but this statement will guide your life for the next season and I believe beyond. Your acceptance of Jesus gives you access to the Holy Spirit, but your access to the Holy Spirit is only recognized through your actions of crazy faith. Your repeated actions of crazy faith establish your God-given authority. Let me prove it to you. My mom's name is Brenda Todd. If anybody wants a prayer to get to heaven, you go find Brenda Todd. The reason why you go find Brenda Todd is because she has authority in prayer. 
When she was 11, she accepted Jesus and she got access to the Holy Spirit. And when she got access to the Holy Spirit, whenever she, he would say, hey, I want you to run for Miss Grambling. You have no backing, no sorority, but I'm going to be the one who makes you win Miss Grambling 1978. She moved in action. And then she met her husband in Grambling and they went to New Orleans and, and they moved because they heard from the Holy Spirit that they were supposed to move to New Orleans. And they began to think, what would God do with our life and they got married and they saw a minister named Carlton Pearson come to a church in New Orleans and they met with him afterwards and he said y'all should come visit Tulsa because I'm starting a church and what they heard because they had access to the Holy Spirit was not you should come visit they heard you should come move and in action they picked up their whole little life and moved from New Orleans to Tulsa Oklahoma would help that church for years and then in 2008 they heard because they had access to the Holy Spirit you should start a church it didn't make sense because all both of them were over 50 years old what does it look like starting a church at 50 but the Holy Spirit knew what God and Jesus were talking about and said that their son needs to be a pastor and the only way he'll get into ministry is if his parents start a church so he told them go start a church and they moved in action and started spirit and truth praise and worship center and spirit and truth praise and worship center merged with greenwood christian center and that little boy that wouldn't have been in ministry in nobody else's church but was in ministry with the youth called so fly in his mama and daddy's church y'all don't hear me they moved in action everybody say action they moved in action and one day that little boy would become the pastor when he started as the sound man. And that little boy would stand up and he would not depend on his relationship that he formed with his mom and dad to hope that God would speak to them for him. He had to learn the discipline to go to God for himself and he had to realize that it wasn't just salvation that God provided, but it was access to the Holy Spirit. So this little boy went away for a week every year and God would speak to him and he said, what, do what, have a conference and declare that this church is going to be multi-ethnic, multiplying, multi-campus and multi-generation, be able to do that and instead of trying to figure out how it was going to happen, that little boy moved in action and when he moved in action, he started writing things down and what happens when you repeat actions is you develop authority. I'm, I'm teaching better than y'all clapping right now. I'm teaching way better. The sad truth is there's only about three to five percent of believers who walk around when they get a diagnosis. When, 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 when the bill comes back, everybody's like, oh God, what are we going to do? I don't. Because I have authority. Oh, cool. They said that my mother-in-law has cancer, breast cancer. This real story that we're walking through right now. She has what? Cool, 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 cool. No, 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 no. God didn't make this happen. He, but, but, however, it was allowed to happen. God's gonna use this for His glory. They picked the wrong family. You missed it. They picked. They picked the wrong family. They should have went for somebody who doesn't know their authority. They should have went for a church who wouldn't settle at being a normal church. But they picked the wrong one because Hades knows I got faith. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me? Look at it. 
Because the disciples, just like many of you who are sitting there looking at me, you don't know your authority. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me because even people who walk with Jesus like every day, like knew what he smelled like, they didn't know their authority. And one day he sent them out two by two to cast out demons and lay hands on the sick. I'm trying to help somebody. And they were surprised that this crazy faith thing worked. Look what it says. At Luke chapter 10, verse 17. It says, when the 72 disciples returned, they were like, oh my God, bro, look at it, bro. Yo, Lord, Jesus, most high Elohim, look at it. Even the demons obey, bro. When we use your name. Ah, shoot, it worked. And Jesus is like, amateur hour, oh my God. Oh my me. <laughs> he said, yes. Y'all don't remember, I told you I saw Satan fall like lightning. Look, I have given you, what's the word? Authority. Ah! I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. What a promise that God has given every believer that's accepted him, has access to the Holy Spirit, will move in action. They get authority. He said, I've given you all authority over the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Look at this promise. Nothing will injure you. So when they throw cancer as a diagnosis, I can stand in authority and say, my God has given me the authority to loose things and bind things. So cancer, you tried it, but I bind you in the name of Jesus. And oh, and I lose healing. I lose peace. Somebody needs to stand up and give God praise for the authority that you possess as a believer. I will not just live in acceptance or just access, but I'll move into action and I will walk in my help me authority. Give God praise right there. I feel that thing. Sit down, I got five minutes. Hear me? Don't live this Christian life over here. Move whatever the Holy Spirit gives you access to know. Well, I don't know the whole thing. You don't have to. Either God shows you the mountaintop and not the path, or he shows you the path and not the mountaintop because he wants you to trust him. So I'm going to move this access into action. And my repeated actions are going to turn into authority. And the reason why I want authority in this life at my job with my family is because Jesus came for one reason so that I could live in abundance now I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel I'm talking about he wants you to live abundance in your relationship abundance in your health he wants you to be abundant in your finances he wants you to be blessed to be a blessing can I help you understand abundance means overflow he wants you to live at a place that there's so much coming to you that it overflows onto anybody that's around you. You better check your circle. If the people around you aren't blessing you by default, you might, you might need a new circle of people. Y'all don't remember what John 10, 10 says? That the thief, the thief, the devil, hell, Hades, 
comes only for one reason, to steal, kill, and destroy. But in contrast, I, this is Jesus, I have come that you may have what? Life. Say it again. I declare over your life that 2020 is going to be the year of life. I'm talking, oh, y'all better hear me. Everything that's dead is coming back alive. Lazarus, come forth. Dry bones. Live again. Somebody shot at me life. He said, I come that you might have life and life more abundant. 2020, we're not staying here. Y'all, I've already set myself. I don't know. We might buy the BOK Center three years from now. No, y'all ain't playing. I didn't come just to be saved. I got access to the Holy Spirit. And he said, we got to reach the world. So I'm going to move into action that gives us authority to claim stuff. And then we live in the abundant life. What happens if we could give this to another church? Debt free. Paid off. With all the equipment in it. Y'all want to live kingdom or not? Do y'all want to impact the world? Do you want to see see as it is in heaven? Let it be here on. Somebody give God some praise in this room. I'm coming to shake you up. I will not live a mediocre Christian life. But I will have somebody shout at me crazy faith. Hell's going to know this church. Because our faith will be recognized standing up all over this building. If you don't have to leave, if it's not an emergency, please don't miss the end of this message. I've theologically laid out the plan of God for your life. Thank you, Auntie. I love you. It's my family right there. You can always count on family to tell you you're good, even if you ain't. But some of y'all are going to replay this message over and over again. And you're going to evaluate where you are. Am I just living in the grace of God and not being empowered by access that I have to the Holy Spirit? I'm not even talking about speaking in tongues. I'm not like some of y'all. Oh, God. No, 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 no. I'm saying the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you and is alive at the moment you accept Jesus. When you say, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit says, good morning. Hold on, they've been dead to me up until now. Now I can speak to them. But you still have the choice. Everybody say choice. To either move in fear or move in crazy faith. See, the gap between action and access is crazy faith. I got to walk in crazy faith to do anything from here to here. That's why next week when husbands and wives and kids and children are are saying, Holy Spirit, this week as they pray, they're getting down on their knees, they're in their cars, they're in the shower, Holy Spirit, at the end of the year, every year, you give us an opportunity to really show where our faith is. And God, right now, you know my financial situation. You know what it is. You see that, or you see what it's not. But right now, Holy Spirit, you see what is to come too. So right now, I'm not, I'm not thinking about Pastor Mike. I'm not thinking about anybody else. I need to hear from you. Whatever you tell me, I will obey. See, there's a story in the Bible of a woman who gave one mite. And they call it the story of the widow's mite because 
and everybody asking what they should give. There was ballers coming in there throwing down hundreds of thousands. And they was doing it out of their overflow. And there was a one woman, she came with her little bit and she gave it. And Jesus said, y'all, stop, look. <laughs> Do you see that? She just gave more than everybody here. And the disciples were confused. They was like, that don't make sense. We just saw people make it rain. Like they often hear like, she dropped, boink, boink, one little, he said, they gave out of their abundance. She gave from her need. And this is going to be told all over the world. Transformation Nation, Transformation Church. I'm trying to move us next week as we give in this end of the year offering. From access to action. I'm not asking you to do anything that God didn't tell you to do, but if he tells you to do it, I'm asking you to have the faith and the courage, the crazy faith, yeah, yeah. to believe. Some of y'all are going to pray, and you're going to say, Holy Spirit, just whatever you want to tell me, you're going to have your elevation worship playing, and you're going to have everything, and you're going to be like, Holy Spirit, tell me. And, and he's going to say something. You're going to be like, oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> that had to be the devil. Get out of here, Satan. <laughs> the problem is, Satan never will tell you to give anything. So if you hear something to give, it's God. Because for God so loved the world that he... The enemy opposes every characteristic of God. So the enemy is going to tell you, hold on to it. You don't know what's about to happen. It's Christmas time. Look at your kids. And God says, you don't know what I have for you. If you would just step out in crazy faith and obey this action. I told my daughter this week. I said, Bella, you know what time of year it is again? She's like, what time is it, Daddy? I said, it's time for us to honor God in the time where people usually honor themselves. She was like, oh, you're talking about when we go up to the bucket and we give God our money? I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, cool. And then the next day, my daughter lost four teeth just right there in the front. Just She had a dentist and she is just, it's good. Like, just straight field goal. So cute. Okay. And um, the tooth fairy came and visited her at night and gave her $5 a tooth. So she got 20 at six years old. She balling. Do you know what $20 will do at the dollar store? Give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. Balling. And so I said, Bella, guess what? God provided for us to be able to give in the end of the year offering. And I said, you need to pray about what God was having you to give. And she said, I don't want to pray. I said, why, Bella? She said, I just don't want to pray. I said, Bella, come on. See, we have to teach our children. We have to train our children in the way they should go. So when they get old, they don't depart. So I'm sitting here having a conversation where it was worth my time. I said, why, Bella? Because God's just going to ask for all of it. six years old she knows that God may ask for it all and I said well Bella if he tells you to give it all will you give it all she said yeah that's why I don't want to pray <laughs> now what if we could return to childlike faith some of you he may say hey the thing you were saving for that trip to Europe I need all of it 
And God will say, hey, I know the plans I have for you. I just need to make sure I have your heart. So what I'm challenging every person in this room, let's move from access to the Holy Spirit to action. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that our faith will become alive with works. Y'all know what James 2 says? Faith without works is? So, so, so could our faith be alive? And next week we get to prove it. There's people watching all over the world. This week, I want everybody to get one of these cards. It's going to be online. They're going to give them to you as you go out. It says crazy faith offering. I want you to write down. It says, I have crazy faith that. And I want you to write. Some of y'all need to take 10 cards. Y'all going to write books. Some of y'all just going to type it out and just stick it on here. Just come with another piece of paper. But we assign our faith. And next week, we're making time in the service. I'm going to preach for like 30 minutes. And then we're going to start up the worship. And this is going to be a holy moment. I want you to bring your offering. Some of you are going to give online. If you do that, that's fine. But then I want you to bring this card. And we are going to get up from all over this place. And we're going to have a sacrificial worship moment. As the year ends, we're going to finish strong. And we're going to finish in faith. And I'm telling you, hell's going to try to do everything to discourage you this week. Because if you actually do this and move your faith from just acceptance in Jesus and access to the Holy Spirit into action, ah, hell's going to know who you are. They're going to say, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Say your name. I said, say your name. Say your name. After next week, they're going to say your name and say, I know you too. Oh, y'all better give God praise in this place. If you're going to move in crazy faith, in faith right now, why don't you give God a shout of praise? Thank you so much.